0: Wesley Union and Advent Series. Today we are talking with Reverend Steve Painter about the Candle of Joy. Um, Pastor Steve, how are you today? Sarah, I'm doing great. I got
1: joy. Things are good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm glad to hear it. You know, it's like, it's not like that song. It's like, I've got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Where's down in my heart? So I, That's what I'm so
1: glad say. you were the one that sang that because I would like <laughs> to chase away all listeners. But yes, that is what I think of when I think of joy, that song.
0: <laughs> nice. I'm glad you we're on the same page there. <laughs> um, well, in addition to that being the song you think of, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself?
1: Absolutely. Um, so as you said, I'm, I'm Reverend Steve Painter. I go by Pastor Steve, so uh, any of those work just fine. Uh, I'm the pastor at San Marco Church, and I have been there for about seven years. And uh, if you don't know where San Marco Church is, you've probably have been there anyway because it's the offices of campus to city Wesley so you a lot of your people have probably been there and not even realizing it uh, or have even seen podcasts from there I know a lot of recording comes from there so been at San Marco for about seven years and have have partnered with CCW from that location from the very beginning one of the first things we did was reach out to to CCW, uh, to, to provide them some office space. And we love, uh, having everybody from CCW there and, and the young adults. And then I also have a second church that I started, uh, uh, my appointment started a couple years ago and that's Spring Glen United Methodist Church. And, uh, like I said, been there for a couple years and, and just love, uh, being part of that ministry there as well. Uh, they, they have, I actually have Renard Spence coming out of that church who's part of of CCW and working through the candidacy uh, process there as well. So both churches have really strong ties to uh, CCW, and uh, that's exciting for me because it allows us to see uh, not just the now of the church, but the future of the church as well. And I think that that's one of the reasons that I have the passion that I have uh, for CCW, it, you know, my my start in ministry as a volunteer at my home church was was with the youth groups, and then they became college uh, students, and and just love doing ministry with the with the young adult. And now at my age, it makes me feel younger to hang out with younger people, but they don't always want me uh, around anymore. If you doubt that, ask my children; they would much rather uh, I be somewhere else and hanging out with college students because they're now college age students. So.
0: Yes. We're so so grateful for like all of your support, yeah. like both within your churches and from your family. Like we've had community nights at your old house. And just, yeah. So so grateful for yeah. all of your support. Um, because without your support of CCW, Studio Wesley would yeah. never have happened. Yeah. yeah. Sarah, we wouldn't we have a conversations.
1: Yeah, and, and we love doing it. We we really do. Like I said, it's it's a passion of ours and and we love seeing the the fruits of of the ministry.
0: So, thank you. That was a lovely introduction of yourself. Um, But to dive into, I guess, the meat of this content, um, can you tell me a little bit about, like, why Advent matters and why the liturgical calendar matter, like, generally?
1: Yeah. So, you know, I think Adam Hamilton said it best in that Advent is the church's response to our amnesia. Because... During this season, we all get incredibly busy and, and you know, we have these normal parts of our, our life and then it comes Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas, and so we add more things onto our already busy, busy calendar and schedule. Now, so for, for like college students, a lot of them start working additional hours because of the seasonal rush of, of shopping Some of them need more money for gifts. Uh, Some of them need money to to cover the travel expenses if they go out of town. And and then if they're out of town, they're not working. And so there's a lot more stress that gets put on people. And, And then specifically for college students, we then say, oh, in addition to all these other things that are going on, we want you to study for finals and we want you to register for new classes. Oh, and you've got to pay for that now not after the first of the year, right? So, with all that going on, we kind of we we develop this amnesia of what is church about and what is it that we're supposed to be doing. And so Advent is our way from a church perspective of reminding us that, you know, this really isn't about a busy season. It's not about getting money. It's not about gifts. It's really all about something much, much bigger than that, right? And so Advent helps to bring us back to God and bring our focus back to, to God. And, and that's done as we we focus on the birth of Jesus, but we also are supposed to be remembering the part of Jesus's second coming, right? So Advent prepares us for the birth, but also gives us the hope to look forward to, hey, there's there's more, than just right now, right? There's that e- eternal hope that that we're looking for, so that we don't have to worry about some of these other things that are consuming our, our daily life. So, so that that's why it matters, right? It it helps us to to regain our, our focus.
0: Yeah.
1: As, you know, and and I think that that's why the 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 calendar is so important. I think a lot of people are a lot like I am. Uh, I have to be reminded to eat my vegetables, right? if if I were to if I were to cook or when I cook, left to my own devices, there's gonna be a meat and there's gonna be a starch or a carb, right? My wife has to always remind me that we also need vegetables and the, the liturgical calendar reminds us that we got to eat our vegetables, right? There's part of the seasons that that we celebrate and we have festivals and and that there's advent and lent and so this Easter and Christmas and we all get excited about it, but there's more to it than than just that. You know, there's that season where we're called to grow and and to Help other people grow, and that's kind of the that's the part that's in between our, our seasons that sometimes we forget about. So, so to me, it's just kind of like the reminder of we got to eat our vegetables. We're we're called to do more than just celebrate. We're we're called to become more and more like Christ, so that way we can help other people uh, see and, and understand what Jesus is is about, and that way other people. Uh, other people come to, to know know the Savior, right? We, it's called we're sharing, right? We talk about the body of Christ. I, I literally preached this past Sunday that if we're the body of Christ, there are parts missing, right? If it's a puzzle, not all the pieces are yet in the box. And so there's other people that we have to reach out to so that we can really make all of the body of Christ uh, available. And the only way to do that is is to share. And we do that some through celebration, but also some through study and, and the way that we grow and all of that gets, helps, We the calendar kind of guides us into that.
0: Mm. Yeah, I really appreciated your point about like how it's a time to like take a minute and pause and breathe in the midst of the office, it's a chaotic season for a lot yeah. of us, particularly college students. I know, for me, like I would often be very, very busy during the season. And it was this very pleasant reminder to have like three hours where there was some sort of advent service to go to at the beginning of the month and just kind of pause and exhale and remember that it's all, you know, remember to eat my vegetables. Remember that it's bigger than me yeah. and there is an overarching story and like life beyond this moment. Yeah. It's really really good like lovely framing that was that you were articulating there. Appreciated it.
1: Yeah, well, thank you. Um,
0: oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Um, so now that you've given us the churchy answer, what does Advent mean to you personally? Which I guess can also be a churchy answer, but like for you, like what is Advent about?
1: What does it mean? Well, so so I don't know that that can classify as a churchy answer because the church has never told you to eat your vegetables. Okay. <laughs> so so that that is Fair a straight enough. up personal personal things so um no but but part of that and and part of the church answer is part of is kind of my answer as well right you know i think for everybody the church answer and their personal answer is is celebrating the birth of jesus and reminder of of things to come but i think especially this year with with this season of everything that's going on we kind of need the hope especially that hope of the second coming you know COVID is just taking a toll on so many friends and family and and loved ones. Uh, You know, you can't turn on the news without seeing something about COVID. But we also have environmental issues that are going on as well that are really, really important to people. And, and, you know, it's kind of, I think this at the beginning when when. God gave us stewardship over the earth. You know That's at the beginning. So I think that makes it really, really important, right? And yet we're not always doing as good a job with that as, as we should. And so we, we have ramifications from, from that as well. And, and we look at our political climate and the divisiveness of society in general and not, this isn't a, a who's right or who's wrong. It's like, you know, can we get along statement to me that this year, especially the hope that all of that, all those worries, all those concerns are gonna be trivial, right? We're gonna, one day we're gonna look back and COVID's gonna be gone. And we're gonna say, wow, that was a really difficult year. And we're gonna live into to whatever's happening at that point in time. But there is gonna come a time at the, at the end of, of time where we say, you know, Jesus was always there. Jesus was always there to provide the hope. And so we, we have the, the hope that one day each of these things are going to end. And, and that's where it brings us back to the joy, right? It's hard to have joy with all of these things pushing down on us. And, and I know that there's people that'll be watching this, that they've got well, they've got this whole list of additional things. And when we're under all this pressure, Joy is so much harder to find. And so that's why I think Advent um, is important to me. It's, it's when I'm able to take a moment and find the hope and the, and the joy. And, and so as we launch into the, to the new year, Advent helps to, to rejuvenate me. It rejuvenates my ministry. It rejuvenates my uh, relationships with my friends and my family because I'm backgrounded to what's important. Right know, the best part of Christmas Day used to be all the stuff that you receive, and as you get older, the best part of Christmas is watching the faces of your loved ones and how you've impacted them. Right? Well, Jesus is the same way. You know, he 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 loves to see how we are impacted, and so through Advent, we just get regrounded and and focus back into being that child of God and just being um, being held in God's arms.
0: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any specific like Advent practices that you partake in to like help ground you in that? Is there anything particular you do?
1: Um. Not. Not that goes from year to year. You know, each year I I always try to. uh, I try to do a devotion throughout the whole year, and and some years I'm better at it than others. Um, You know, this year has been especially difficult, and so what I've done for Advent is actually there's two of them that that I'm trying to do each morning, um, so that I start that day with God, because, uh, just like everybody else, pastors get busy and, uh, get distracted. And so we, we need that same grounding. You know, it's not something we just tell that you, Sarah, you should pray every day and you should read your Bible and you should do a devotion and the rest and us pastors, we don't have to, That that's not how that works. Obviously we need that same grounding and maybe even more, um, just because of everything that that goes on in, in the pastor's life. Uh, and we need the same grounding because if I'm not grounded Monday through Saturday, I'm not going to give a good sermon on Sunday either.
0: Mm. Yeah. I appreciate your, your note about how like pastors are people too. That's the thing that came up in some of the previous conversations I've had with other clergy people about this season. Really like. Yeah we're all people and we're all on this journey and Advent is this reminder that we are all in this season of separation and like waiting and this tension of time and space.
1: And yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it, it's our, our faith, our life of faith is, is we're walking on a path and we, we may be all on different places on that path, but we're all on the same path. Right. And so there are times where, you know, if I'm going slow and, and I'm holding people up, I hope that there's people behind me that that help and pick me up and 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 help carry me until I'm ready to to go back at the regular pace and and then I hope that I'm the, that person that if I come across somebody that they're struggling wherever they're out on their path that I can provide that encouragement to help them continue on as well cuz again we all just keep moving to that uh becoming more like more like Jesus and the way we do that is we just we keep loving on each other and um, I can't think of a better way to love on people is to help them take steps forward in their faith.
0: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think didn't John Wesley say something about like we're all striving towards perfection or something. Is that yes, right? that that is, yep, you're correct. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Sometimes uh, and, Derek quotes John Wesley and sometimes I have to like dig it back out. <laughs> yeah,
1: and you know, the and the funny thing is, is as we look at John Wesley, we see all these great things that he did, but he never claimed that perfection for himself. Um, other people felt like he had reached perfection here on this earth in the way that he loved people, but it's something that he never claimed for himself, which might be the the biggest sign that maybe he did make it. Mm.
0: Uh, that humility of <laughs> never.
1: Right, right, yeah. So, something that we don't see near as much uh, in, in this world.
0: Yes. Yeah. Humility is interesting to consider in the 21st century, for yeah. sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back and really dive into the candle of joy. I'm yeah. so, so excited for that.
1: Studio Wesley is sponsored by Campus to City Wesley, a ministry of the Florida Conference of the United Methodist Church. During this holiday season, Campus to City Wesley is engaging in their year-end giving campaign. This year, we are inspired by the words of Jeremiah 29, as we have seen God building up a ministry that goes beyond our plans, leveraging online spaces to prosper our ministry even in the midst of a pandemic. If you would like to support the work we are doing here at Studio Wesley, consider donating to Campus
0: to City Wesley by visiting campustocity.org slash yeg2020. back for the second half of this Advent Joy Candle episode. Um, I am so, so excited to hear what Pastor Steve has to say about this candle specifically, um, because he just always seems like a very happy, joyful person. So I'm really intrigued for his insights on this. So I guess let's start um, kind of at an origin place. But can you tell us what the story behind and reason for the candle of joy is and like why it's significant, maybe?
1: I, I sure can. Um, so, Sarah, it's actually also called the Shepherd's Candle, uh, and and that comes from Luke two ten, where but the angel said to them, "Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news, noi- good news of great joy for all people." Right. So that's that is where we have the the this candle of joy. It's where it comes from. It's it's the shepherd's great joy. Right. Uh, and one of the things that the angels are are announcing is that jesus is coming from humble beginnings he's coming for unimportant people like them too right and that's and that's why one of the reasons why the rose color is is the the color for uh, the candle for joy it's it's to represent the joyfulness and the rejoicing um and so that's kind of the background of it it's it's you know so if you're a humble person you know we were we finished the first part talking about being humble well this candle is for the humble people the lowly people the 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 least of these as jesus called them because that is where the first word went to right it it wasn't the religious establishment that got notified that jesus is coming until later right it was mm-hmm. the humble shepherds that that were the first ones called the angels said hey come come and look and see what god's done for you
0: yeah I I saw a tweet recently, and it was—I think it was a tweet. If it wasn't a tweet, I'm sorry if someone told me this. Um, But it was something to the effect of, you know, God made sure the shepherds, the people that society looked down on and didn't consider high, like knew that the King had come. The um, wise men had to seek it out themselves. Like yes, there was a star, but they had to go on it. But but God went to the shepherds and said, "You will know." Like right. actually, it was not a tweet. Derek said it in a deep, gospel discussion. I remember I heard it now.
1: Um, ah, but well, somebody else was there. We'll give them credit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Um, but yeah, that's what I think of whenever you're talking about that. that was really yeah. It's neat that the it's neat that it's a different color. I I was curious about that, because um, yeah I. I did not grow up with the season of Advent. And so I've still been like learning about it. Yeah. And so like this series is actually partially me being like, I want to know about Advent. Let me just uh, use my job to ask a bunch of people with. uh. Are, are you sure you're recording?
1: Are you really recording this or is this just for Sarah's <laughs>
0: library? <laughs> uh, no, it's being recorded. Two of them have been, been like released already. I promise. They go out <laughs> to <with> other people. <seasons. laughs> yeah. Just, and,
1: so, and, so, you know, Sarah, the other thing is you know, we, we use the word joy, but it's tied in scripture with rejoice, right? Mm -hmm. And so I think that's an important part of, of this as well, you know, because joy, this, there was this time that joy, we feel joy, right? But when you look at it from a rejoice perspective, there's also an action tied to it as well. It's not just a, a feeling of, of uh euphoria you know and so I, as people look at scripture when you see rejoice you know we need to be thinking joy as well because that's not just a hey i'm happy um it, it's bigger than that and it, and it's deeper than that so and that's one of the things that as i was preparing for this that that kind of jumped out at me is that it's not just the word joy but the whole rejoice concept that, that plays into
0: this yeah rejoice yeah it does definitely take it to a place of action yeah um are there, are there like, is there significance to that? Or are there like stories in scripture that leap out to you when you think about that concept of rejoicing as an action? Yeah. Um, um, well, so I, not necessarily specific to that,
1: um, but I mean, if you look at uh, Matthew 18 10 through 14, you know, that's the, the story of the lost sheep, right? And, and you, and you see that the, when the shepherds found the lost sheep, they rejoiced, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and for me, I, you know, I wasn't raised in the church. And so that story really, really ties into me, right. It's kind of, it's kind of that last question of, of what does it, what does it mean to me? Or I guess the fifth question of, you know, the stories, uh, for a long time, I was the lost sheep, right. Um, I wasn't necessarily a, a bad person by, you know, I don't have the, the, Pastor stories of where I used to do all these things, you know, I was just an average person going about my business, but not understanding that that there was a savior. And so that's the one that really jumps out at me. And and because I was the lost sheep, uh, and and Jesus did come looking for me. And so that's one of the reasons why you know you you say that I always have this joy. Well, that's why because because I can remember life without it, right? As I was eighteen when I came to. know Christ so I, I I remember days when days were good but there was still no joy and then days were bad and there was no joy and I can compare that to today where good days or bad days the joy is is still there because because I still have the presence of God with me um and so that's kind of my my favorite one uh when it talks about uh Joy and and rejoicing is is the the shepherd and, and the lost sheep and I think a lot of people can can relate to that because I think there's always times in our lives where um, even when we know Christ sometimes we still feel like we might be a little bit lost.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's a good story for this candle. I never would have thought to put that story in those scriptures to this candle, but that's yeah.
1: You know, and, and we we also see in Galatians that joy is is in the, the list of the fruit of the spirit, right? It's just, we have we have love and then we have joy. And the way I like to look at the fruit of the spirit is they kind of build on each other. So if we're if we're gonna go love, right, and we have to remember love is an action, right? Love is not something that we we feel, but love is the way that we treat people then I think that out of that action is when we start to receive that feeling of joy, right? Um, We, we kind of have to, we have to do something with it and that's when we begin to experience the feelings of, of joy. Um, I think everybody's had an example uh, where they have gone and done something for someone, expected nothing in return, just did something purely out of love. And they, the way that they felt after that, right, that self-satisfaction, that, that glorious moment that, that is the joy that I think that we're talking about. So. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Have, have you experienced any like moments of joy and rejoicing in the last like few weeks of Advent? I feel like this is a difficult season. So like, I feel like sharing moments of joy, it can be like a powerful thing right now.
1: Um, Oh wow! Put me on the spot. That is not <laughs> one of the six. There's,
0: there's uh, um, sorry, sorry to Spring Glen. No, you no, in. no, no.
1: Um, you know what? So there's a there's a a, a person at Spring Glen. There's two ladies um, that they are married, and both of them have been having some some health challenges, and so one of them was admitted to the hospital. Uh, and she's actually tested positive for for COVID. So, um, in, anybody that is uh, interested in praying for Kathy, um, she certainly can use that right now. Uh, but one of the things that they were having trouble with was caring for their dog. And so, I, I put a note out to a few people at Spring Glen and just said, "Hey, do we have anyone that that is willing to to care for for their dog?" And the number of people that just stepped up and said, "Absolutely, right!" It just it excites you that people are so willing to to just love people when when they need it and to help out. Uh, and so, literally, just a week ago, that that happened. And you know, the the dog is doing well and, and kind of adjusting. And and Kathy and Julia are are you know, Julia is, is getting much better. And and you know, I said Kathy is still in the hospital and and needs our prayers. But just watching the community, the body of Christ, to gather around and and help people um, during this difficult season, that that is probably the thing that has brought me the most joy uh, recently.
0: Hmm. That's so awesome yeah. and beautiful.
1: That's... yeah, because I... you see people that get it, right? You know, we we talk about faith, and and it's never just about you know from a church world that one hour on Sunday, right? It's it's supposed to be there Monday through Friday, and we we kind of get recharged on on Sunday. And so, watching the the church in action um, is just always a way to to bring joy.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I always the things that like make me believe in like the church and the power of the church and the goodness of the church are the moments whenever the body is caring for each other, like the sheep are concerned for the other sheep, right? Right. Like we are all trying to model the love of jesus to one another like and when i see that happening those are like my favorite like church moments when i see the church like mobilizing for one another and mobilizing for groups of people like whenever i know didn't san marco church become a reconciling church this year that was yes
1: yep yep we sure did yes
0: yeah like i saw that announcement on facebook and i was like that is like the body of christ right there that is like it's just like, that
1: is the love of Jesus in action. Yeah. Like. And, that, and that goes back to, you know, we don't have all the puzzle pieces in the box yet, right? Mm-hmm. And so who are the people in our lives that are, are missing this relationship with Jesus, right? And how can we help them come into relationship so they can experience the same joy that we have? You know, the, 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 the neat thing about the joy that God's given us is it's an infinite supply right? We don't, there's not just enough for me and you, Sarah. There is enough joy for everybody to experience it. So, you know, let's not be selfish with it. Let's see how many people we can, we can get to, to share this this joy with.
0: Yeah. And I think sometimes we underestimate the little ways we can like bring joy to people. Like well, I was thinking about something that had brought joy to me recently was one of my roommates went to a coffee shop, and I was like at home working, like I was freaking out about something. And he was like, "Do you want anything?" And I was like, "Can you get me a cookie? Like, I just want a cookie." And he brought me back the cookie, and I was like, "Okay, I'll bend my." You. And he's like, "No, don't worry about it. Like, you don't need to pay me for the cookie this time." And right. it was just yeah. like I felt like such joy and love in that moment, and I was like, "That, yeah, just it's little things that the church does. kind not big things that the church does." Yeah,
1: but, right. Exactly. It's like. I was as I was preparing for this, you know, I was looking and you know we see joy in both the Old Testament and the New Testament, right? Like we see David rejoicing in second Samuel when when he recovers the Ark of the Covenant where it had been taken and, and hidden, right? And, and we see after after battles and festivals, you know that the people are rejoicing. You know? And in the New Testament we we, you know there's not a person that gets healed that doesn't do some sort of celebration and rejoicing, right? Um, but mm-hmm. we also see James and Paul talk about times of persecution that we also need to, you know, need to experience joy. And the thing that I've noticed in, in all the stories that talk about joy is that all of the people that are rejoicing are in close relationship with God, right? Mm-hmm. And so if we if we want to continue to experience the joy, we need to make sure that we stay in that, that close relationship. Relationship with God, right? And that's that's kind of, and that's what you're talking about, right? He, that you know, your friend's doing something for you, expecting nothing in return, just just showing the love of God. Well, they're in close relationship with God. Otherwise, they wouldn't have asked you what you wanted. Because as selfish people, we don't care what other people want. It's only as people of God that that we start focusing on the needs, wants, and cares of others.
0: Hmm. Yeah, that was a really, a nice way to kind of situate the candle of joy and yeah. like the overarching story of scripture a little bit. And yeah. If you have some more of that, feel free to do it. But I'm also curious, and we've touched on this a little bit, but how the candle is insignificant to the church and society today, like the candle of joy.
1: Yeah, Um. you know, I, I think that just like humanity, just like people right now are struggling, I think our churches are struggling too. Um, they're struggling in that not all of them can meet. And even those that are the people that have come back are are significantly less. And so from a pastor's perspective, you know, it's, it's kind of scary of what does this mean? You know, I, I I think that if I step back, I can look and see, you know, I, I think maybe God's doing something new here, but you know my my career is based on the old, right? And so that that just kind of makes it scary. Um, and sometimes you just we just have to remember that you know, when Jesus came, Jesus took the establishment and changed it because the establishment had lost its way. And I think that the church as a whole, you know maybe it's time that we say, can't how can we do this differently, right? Uh, instead of just bringing joy to the however many people are in our sanctuaries on Sunday, how can we spread that joy a little bit further, right? How can we get back focused on justice ministries again? I think that's something that the church lost its way a long time ago. Um, you know, when, the, when the Black Lives Movement started, the first thing we did at San Marco Church was put out an apology that we, we hadn't done a good job with justice ministries. Um, and I think that some of what we see today is a wake-up call that we we need to recapture not just the love of Jesus, but the justice that Jesus fought for. And I think that then open, makes that candle of joy bigger, right? Um, if, if you have no joy and you can't see that candle, how's Jesus providing you hope? And I think that the church bear some responsibility of helping to spread that, spread that hope to, to other people.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Hey, when you brought up, um, the Black Lives Matter movement, um, it reminded me of some posts I saw from some different, um, individuals on my timeline, whenever that was really at its peak over the summer, um, obviously that work is still happening, but I had friends and there were also some just different people, um, like famous-ish people and activists Mm -hmm. posting and they were like hashtag black joy they're like they can't take this they can't take this from us like and joy being this act of resistance for that community um, in these moments and yes there were other acts of resistance revolution happening but joy also being significant to that movement Um, you're just your whole dialogue reminded me of that as well
1: yeah, and, you know, that's a big part of, you know, music is such a big part of, of joy, right? Um, and that's the sermon series that I'm doing for Advent is called I Believe Even When. And one of the things that, that we talk about is how we experience joy through, through music. You know, and if you go back to uh, during times where there's been national tragedies, what is it that people tend to do? They, they go to a place, they create a, a monument or a memorial, and then they begin to sing, right? Mm-hmm. Well, that tradition goes way, way back. And we see a lot of our hymns came from the slave movement, where no matter how harshly the slaves were treated, they, they sang these songs of joy, Right, these these spirituals that say, you know what, no, no matter what, we know that God is with us, and and you're not, you know, you, my owner, don't control my my ultimate destiny, and that whole perseverance, where we see joy coming from from people that that are oppressed or people that have experienced tragedy, um, you know, there are times that I think maybe we're too comfortable. And so when we, when we, we let the joy kind of pass by, uh, almost like two ships passing in the night, you know, the joy went running right through the house and, and we missed it um, because we were watching, you know, Netflix or something like that. Uh, and that. And that goes back to the whole purpose of Advent. Hey, let's slow down uh, so that when, when joy does come our way, we, we can actually celebrate it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, And I think another thing those spirituals did was they they lamented and they had joy. Like they held that tension. And that's a powerful tension to hold for sure. And I I think it's a tension that as we are entering into this liturgical new year and wrapping up our, you know, normal calendar new year, we can also lament the sadness of this year, but look at the joys of this year, particularly in this year of COVID and so many other things going on in the world.
1: Yeah, because you know, unlike happiness and unhappiness, right? You know, th- those you, you can't have both, whereas you can have difficult times and you can still have joy. Because because Jesus is our source, source of that joy. Um, you know, nobody says that life is grand all the time. Um, what we say is that Jesus is with us through all of those difficult challenges. And so we can experience joy in the hard times. And then when when the hard times are done, we look back and we can see we can see Jesus's footsteps right there with us. Or uh, if that's not enough, we can see where Jesus was carrying us through through that valley, and and was there the the whole time. And that's when we can rejoice, right, knowing that we have we have made it through and, and that that life is is good again. But the joy never left.
0: Pastor Steve, thank you so much for chatting with me today and offering your insight on Advent and the candle of joy and life and all the wonderful things that you said. (laughs) I really
1: appreciate it. Sarah, thanks so much for having me. I love doing it. I I hope that this is helpful uh, for people and and I pray for everybody that sees this, that, uh, that they will experience joy this Advent season. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Wesley Union. We hope you enjoyed it. We would like to extend a special thanks to today's speaker, as well as our production team, Troy Aragon-Buchanan, Sarah Taylor, and Derek Scott III. My name is Allison Corwin, and thank you for listening to Wesley Union, a Studio Wesley offering powered by Campus to City Wesley.